0: What's good, everyone, and welcome to the Chicago Bulls Indiana Pacers post game report here from Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Rouse, coming to you from the 10616 production studios in my hometown of Chicago, Illinois, getting ready to give you my post game thoughts, my post game reactions, my post game report, and all of that good stuff on the matchup tonight between the Chicago Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. Bulls came in at 19-30, and took on a Pacers team that was 30-17. and Bulls entered the day two games back of the eighth-seeded Brooklyn Nets. And as a result of what just happened in their game against the Indiana Pacers, a 115-106 loss, and the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are currently up by 12 points on the Detroit Pistons in the fourth quarter in their game, it appears that the Bulls will now fall to at least three games back in the eight, in the Eastern Conference chase for the eighth seed. And just a tough loss for the Bulls here tonight. I mean, the main, the main story coming in was the return of Vic, Victor Oladipo for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Oladipo tonight only finished with nine points, four assists, and two rebounds. But his impact was definitely felt down the stretch. Uh, some would say for two different reasons. One, because he hit a contested 30-footer. Against Chandler Hutchison to force overtime in a game where the Bulls were up by seven, 100 to 93, with 4 11 to go after Tomas Sadoransky hit a paint jump shot. He got pretty much got in between the no charge zone and the dotted line. He hit a jumper to put the Bulls up seven. Looked like the Bulls were ready to go for the kill, but Indiana went on a 7 0 run, and his three from about 38 feet, somewhere between 28 and 30 feet, tied the game at 100. And then on the ensuing possession for the Bulls with nine seconds left, Zach Levine driving to the basket, had his arm hit by Victor Oladipo. No call was made. Uh, Victor Oladipo, yeah, Zach Levine looked irate about that one, as did coach Jim Boylan, understandably so. But in overtime, the Pacers just pretty much used their comeback, used all the momentum they had from that comeback to get the win against the Bulls. They won it 115-106. Pacers outscored the Bulls 22-6 in the final 4-11 4-11 of the ball game. Of course, the big story coming out of this game will be the no call uh, on Zach Levine going to the basket when Oladipo hit his arm as he was going for a shot that likely would have put him at the free throw line. It should have put him at the free throw line. I am in I am in agreement that he did get fouled by Victor Oladipo. But I, I can't sit here and just totally ignore that final 4-11 of the game. I mean, the Bulls tonight really had it working. In the paint against the Pacers. I scored the Pacers 76-66 to in terms of points in the paint. And in the final, I think it was about 3.39 left. Indiana turned the ball over around half court. Zach Levine had the ball. Coach Jim Boylan called a questionable timeout, which is something that I've been on him all season for, calling timeouts, for not calling timeouts, when it looked like the Bulls needed one. Tonight it seemed like he called one that the Bulls didn't need. And after that, Indiana got their 7-0 run. The Bulls on offense, just a rough set of possessions. They had about four or five bad possessions, either with two turnovers. Uh, There was two possessions where Zach Levine took deep threes that he didn't make. And it really just seemed like the Bulls just down the stretch. Seemed like they got to the goal line, and they fumbled the bag tonight against the Indiana Pacers. And the Pacers got the win. Uh, Unfortunately, when we look back at this game, you know, in the, in the future when we look back at the schedule and we just see that L on the Bulls' record. What's going to be lost in this is that the Bulls actually played a very good ball game tonight against Indiana. I mean, one of the better games from the Bulls, they were players cutting. I mean, people flaring the open spots on the floor, stepping into spots. I mean, literally throughout the game, I I lost count of how many times I heard Adam Amin or Stacy King say pocket pass because the Bulls had a lot of pocket passes, just fitting the ball in the small windows and getting baskets as a result of it. Also, we're using... Bulls also were using that uh, wraparound pass. I know Thaddeus Young did that. Like in the third quarter, he drove to the basket and wrapped one around to uh, Felicio. And Felicio got fouled and ended up splitting a pair of free throws. And the Bulls really really got after it today. I mean, on the defensive end, did a good job against uh, DeMontis Sabonis with the tandem defense from Cristiano, Felicio, and Thad Young. Uh, If you follow me on Twitter at KingRouse21, I definitely talked about that early in the game, how Sabonis was just going right at Luke Cornett, and I talked about that on the, the uh, full episode of the podcast earlier, how Luke Cornett's post-defense can be atrocious. So Thaddeus Young would be a better fit to, to have him guard minus Sabonis, and that's what the Bulls did. They put Young on Sabonis at one point in the third quarter, and Sabonis pretty much tried to swipe across the lane, and that pushed him away from the basket about a good four feet, made him take a tougher leaning layup attempt. Cristiano Felicio did a good job of bodying up Sabonis down low, just putting his hands up. And there was a lot of times where Thaddeus Young would come over and help Felicio on the low block, and they would force a miss. So the Bulls did play a good game defensively. Also, got after it when it came down to uh, getting steals in this game tonight against the Pacers. Had ten steals. Indiana did have eight. Bulls actually lost the turnover battle, battle twenty to nineteen, but won the points off turnovers battle, twenty six to twenty one. Including Bulls also had twenty fast break points in comparison to eleven from Indiana, and the Bulls just a very good game all around from the Bulls, I thought, up until that final four minutes when Satoransky hit that jumper. And then after that, the Bulls just sort of sort of collapsed, and the Pacers ended up with the win, led by T.J. Warren, who had 25 points, 10 of 15 from the field. T.J. Warren had 23 points at one point in the third quarter, so he only had two points down the stretch of the ballgame. game. Sabonis, 15 points and 11 rebounds. Really had to work for every bit of that 15 tonight, maybe except for the about six that he got in the first quarter. Malcolm Brogdon, 7 of 11 from the field, but he was really a non-factor most of the ballgame up until the end of the game where he got a steal. Uh, Zach Levine tried to make a cross-court pass late, and Brogdon stole it and got an easy layup. And then down the stretch again, Brogdon also, I think he, he had a curl to the rim and he got another layup. He also scored in overtime. Six pacers in double figures. And they just take this one away from the Bulls. Bulls did get some key performances. Chandler Hutchinson had 21 points, a career high. Some monster dunks from Chandler Hutchinson as he went 10-14 from the field. Thaddeus Young with 16 points. There were five Bulls in double figures. Denzel Valentine was not one of them, but Denzel Valentine made an impact beyond the stat sheet. Only four points on two of nine shooting in 21 minutes for Denzel. But he did have four steals. He also had two rebounds and two assists, but he really got after it for the Bulls defensively, poking the ball away from Sabonis and different ball handlers in the second half. Really was giving the Bulls some good minutes. The combination of he and Hutchison really had the Bulls in position where, like I said, they had their fo- it looked like they had their foot on the Pacers' neck. They were ready to go for the kill and get the W. But uh, Indiana, with that 22-6 run down the stretch, ends up pulling it out, and uh, just just another tough loss for the Bulls. In a game that they really could have had a signature win here against the Indiana Pacers, um, my personal thoughts on it, like I said, final four minutes, every everything looked good up until that final four eleven of regulation. They were doing a great job of cutting, flaring to the basket. That, that's what's what I was talking about about a week ago when I saw the Bulls game against the Bucks. How i was saying that was a measuring stick loss against Milwaukee because when you see them play a team like Milwaukee that moves without the ball the way they defend. And honestly, the Bulls kind of looked similar to what I saw in that game against the Bucks except it was the Bucks doing it. Tonight it was the Bulls against the Pacers doing it. And Chandler Hutchison, great job of moving. Maybe his best game I think in the NBA. I mean, I mean that that career high, it's hard to hard to argue against him having a career high 21 points. He was doing a lot of work getting to the basket. Earlier in the game, I mean, he took like 1-3, but there was a point. He was shooting about 5 of 6, 6 of 7 from the field. So Chandler Hutchinson, that was a good sign to see him play, see him uh, go out there and give the Bulls that type of performance off the bench. Uh, I haven't talked about Zach Levine yet. Zach Levine actually, won not his best game, 20 points. Did have 9 assists, but he shot 7 of 23, including 1 of 11 from 3 and including some tough shots down the stretch that really just seemed like it took the Bulls out of rhythm on offense where, where he got the ball, which is something like, it was something like the Bulls' default stance. When they're getting the, they get the games down the stretch, is look for Zach. Let's let him score. But it was a game where they didn't really need to look to Zach. They were doing a good job of getting their own shots. They were doing a good job of moving without the ball. They were doing a good job of getting inside, as evident of them winning the points, points in the paint battle. And they sort of just kind of deferred to to Zach Levine in a game where they didn't need to do that, and it ended up costing them down a the stretch. Um, t- just, Once again, just another tough loss for them. Uh, coming up for the Bulls, they'll be back in action on Friday when they take on the Brooklyn Nets. After that, they will take on the Toronto Raptors on Super Bowl Sunday. They get the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday, uh, February 6th. The Sixers on Sunday. February 9th, and I mistakenly said they played Brooklyn twice prior to the All-Star break. I got that one wrong. They played the Washington Wizards on Tuesday, February the 11th, and that game is not at the United Center. That will be at Washington. Had that one messed up in my notes earlier on the the regular edition of the Windy City Hoops podcast. So, once again, remember, the Bulls play the Wizards on February the 11th, not the Nets, and they will be on the road, and then out of the All-Star break, they take on the Charlotte Hornets. But for the Bulls... Uh, for me, looking at this game, I thought the Bulls left the signature win on the table. Like I keep saying, they got to the goal line and fumbled the bag. This was the opportunity for the Bulls to get a to get a win without an asterisk, so to speak. You know, get a win against a signature win against a good team without an asterisk. I know they beat the Clippers back in December, but that was a game where the Clippers didn't have Lou Williams, Patrick Beverley, or Kawhi Leonard. Tonight they played the Pacers. No, they did not have Miles Turner. Yes, Victor Oladipo was on a minutes restriction, but that hasn't stopped the Pacers at all this season. They've been playing without Oladipo, and Sabonis and Turner have been in and out of the rotation, and yet Indiana is still the top six team in the Eastern Conference right now, now at a record of 31-17 with tonight's win. I thought it was just a good opportunity for the Bulls to get a signature win, and and it was also a game where even though Victor Oladipo, was, he had returned, wasn't really a factor throughout the game. He shot two of eight from the field. He scored that first field goal like in the first quarter. That first field goal that Oladipo had was like a floater in the lane in the first quarter. And that was with about a minute 23 to go in the first quarter. His second field goal forced overtime. He hit a 30-foot three-pointer in Chandler Hutchinson's face. And Indiana rode that momentum. It was just another another one of those games in a long line of games that the Bulls have had this season where – they just fell apart down the stretch. And I understand it was tough. I understand they got a bad break on the on the non-call with Zach Levine getting I, – I agree he did get fouled. But, one, can't ignore them not scoring in the final 4-11. But also, you got to regroup. You still got to regroup. There's a full overtime session to be played. And Indiana, they started knocking down their threes. Justin Holiday hit a, couple, a corner three. And they, they really just put the Bulls away. And – and it's unfortunate for the Bulls that they didn't get the W in this game tonight because I thought this was one of the better games that they had played all season as a team. I said they would need a total team effort to win this game like they did in the game on Monday against the Spurs. They got it. Total team effort, five guys in double figures. The way they played defensively, team defense, guys rotating. The way they played on offense, guys moving without the ball, being making themselves available, Found ways to be, finding ways to be effective. And – they sort of just let this one slip, and as a result, now the Indiana Pacers go to thirty-one and seventeen, and the Bulls now fall to nineteen and thirty-one on the season. It was an entertaining ball game. I mean, Chandler Hutchinson, with those—he had about three monster dunks throughout the game. One cut into the basket, and two running the floor. Thaddeus Young had a great play where he went end to end and hit a floater. Denzel Valentine, died, Valentine diving on the floor, <laughs> getting loose balls uh Cristiano Felicio eclipsed the 1000 career point mark in tonight's game back in the first half. But at the end of the day, the Bulls couldn't get the stat that mattered and that was the win as they lose to the Pacers. So as as I said, Bulls coming up their next game will be on Friday when they take on the Brooklyn Nets from the Barclays Center. That's a that's a game where the Bulls have a chance to regain the ground that they lost tonight in the in the chase for the 8th seed in the East. After that, of course, they play the Raptors on Super Bowl Sunday. So now, for the Bulls, going into the All Star break, they they really really need to win three of these games, I think. And I think they have to. They they may have to win. They have to win against Brooklyn, and then they have the game against New Orleans, who they almost beat earlier this month, and then they have the game against the Wizards, who they have beaten twice already this season. And then out of the All-Star break, they have the Charlotte Hornets. So the next six games for the Bulls, they do have some favorable games in there where they can sort of stay afloat for that eighth seed. But it's to that point now for the Bulls, now having already played 50 games, where all of these games are going to have to be looked at as playoff games. They're going to have to go out there. They're going to have to get wins. And this is a game that they, they had in hand. It was a game that looked like it was just as good as it looked like it should have already been chalked up in the win column. And they let it slip. So, and, and for the Bulls here at this point, it, it's hard to be at game 50 and still talking about this team giving, giving away leads late in games. And you would think that that's something that they would get get past. But unfortunately, we're to that point now. This is just who this team is. It's an adventure. It's going to be an adventure with them. Can they hold on to leads? And that's something... That as, a playoff, that as a playoff, a team with playoff hopes, you got to grow out of that. And that's something that when you look at that and you see a team that just continues to give games away like this down the stretch or have them in hand and let the other team make a run and get back and take it from them, it's one of those things that tells you, you know what, this team isn't ready. And, and the weird thing is they still have a chance, still have a shot at making the playoffs, but if they really want to make that next step, You've got to eliminate that. That's something that should have been out of the system early in the season. Something that really shouldn't have ever been in the system, but it's something that when it was in the system earlier, it should have been out before December. Before the, but, and the thing is, the Bulls have had comebacks themselves, so they know that this can happen, but they still got to make those late-game adjustments. They still got to find ways to hold on, to hold off teams, especially a playoff team, the caliber of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I was talking... With my friend Luke on Twitter, he was saying that he, he thought it was questionable that Chandler Hutchinson, he thought it was unfathomable, unfathomable that Chandler Hutchinson wasn't in the ball game down the stretch. I actually disagree with that because Denzel Valentine was giving the Bulls quality minutes. It was, it was questionable because Hutchinson was having a big game and the Bulls needed him on offense. But we, we all know Jim Boylan is a defensive-minded coach, and I understood why Chandler Hutchinson wasn't in the game down the stretch. But that, que- that timeout that Jim Boylan called, that will, to me, is probably the most questionable thing that happened from him tonight. Probably really didn't need that timeout. I even thought, well, I, don't, I don't understand why he was calling the timeout. That's, that was my thoughts exactly. I don't understand why he's calling it because the Bulls got a steal. They had the momentum going. And they sort of gave Indiana a chance to catch their breath and rethink things and get settled in. And after that, that's when Indiana went on that huge run down the stretch and they ended up beating the Bulls. All right, so um, once again, this is the Windy City Hoops podcast post game report for Bulls Pacers. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I won't be doing a post game report on Friday for Bulls versus Nets. I won't be doing one on Sunday for Bulls Raptors either because the Bulls will be, well, one, I'll be working on Friday and then the Bulls will be playing Super Bowl Sunday. And after that, I'm, I've got my own Super Bowl plans. So I won't be recording on Sunday. You guys likely won't hear from me until Wednesday when I do the regular edition of the Windy City Hoops podcast. And then, of course, you guys will hear from me on this Friday, the day after tomorrow when the when the All-Star starters and when the All-Star reserves are announced. And I'll give an All-Star report where I give my thoughts on the starters and reserves and anybody that I think may have been snubbed. I may do a post-game report for DePaul, who also lost tonight. And it was weird. I, I was on Twitter. I said DePaul and Chicago Bulls both win winnable games, and they both unfortunately ended up on the losing end in their outings tonight. The Bulls against the Pacers and DePaul against Seton Hall in games where they had late leads. Well, DePaul led by like nine in the second half, not so late. But led by nine in the second half. The Bulls with a seven-point lead late in the game. But I I may be doing one next Tuesday, so look out on the uh, on the podcast feed for that. But so, yeah, once again, you guys will hear from me on Friday. This is the Windy City Hoops podcast. You can catch the Windy City Hoops podcast on multiple platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at KingRouse21, and that will do it for this postgame report as the Indiana Pacers defeat the Chicago Bulls 115-106 in overtime. In the meantime, you all have a good, have a good evening, and you will hear from me on Friday.